The 2019 draft is complete, and we are here with your post-draft podcast. Scott here, along with my co-host, Dan. Dan, how'd you feel like that went? Felt like it was a good draft. Fastest draft maybe ever, under two hours, I think, since we started a little bit late. Well, for this league, that's for sure. Yeah, for for this, yeah, that's what I meant. For this league, uh, that's pretty quick. It's a a good uh, change of pace from some of the two-and-a-half, almost three-hour drafts we've had in the past. But I felt overall it was good. You were you were on top of the, the pause button, as you should be, getting changes made quick. So that felt good. Yeah, it, it all felt good. And you know what else feels good? The NWO is on the line with us. Logan, welcome. Well, thanks, guys. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Tonight couldn't have gone much better for me, I'm going to be honest with you. And so after having to uh, listen to my brother bash me a little bit on the pod uh, earlier this morning, it's good to see that you upgraded Tyne Brothers tonight and uh, had me on for the the post-draft recap. So I'm happy to be here. I appreciate it and excited to talk some football with you guys. This is a lot of Tyne in two nights. I don't know. It's too much. Well, now you're just getting out of the way. That's true. There you go. All right. We, we can decide We can decide which one we like better after this. I'm afraid what you guys will say. Well, I think I know what the answer is right now because <laughs> Luke dominated last night. Uh, his first draft in the league. I mean, maybe we, maybe we start there now that we're talking about it. Uh, how do you think Luke did in, in this draft? You know, I'm reviewing all the rosters right now and not to agree with Logan's assessment of himself, but I have both Tyne brothers on my short list of, let's call it top four teams just right off the bat as I look through it. So I think Luke did a really nice job. We joked about Aaron Rodgers going early to one of the Tyne brothers. Um, It happened in the third round, which – for me, actually, wasn't too much of a stretch. He was actually on my board right about the same area. So um, I'm sure I made a really bad pick right before that. I think I had the pick right before that and probably took somebody really shitty um, and left Rodgers for Luke. So you're welcome, Luke, there. But in looking at his team overall real quick, he's got Rodgers, he's got David Johnson and Devonta Freeman, who are really, really solid backfield in this league um wide receivers a bit of a question mark um but overall i feel like that those top three guys are going to be huge for him this year yeah i mean i i I kind of agree i don't like saying nice things about baby bro but i think he did a good job with what he had to work with i think i'll I'll i think you're being a little generous we're putting him towards the top um but looking at the picks he had to work with and the keepers he was left with Anything outside of the bottom of the league, I think, would be a, a really positive step for where he was coming in. And I think he did that. He put himself in position. And if some of those uh, wide receivers hit for him, who knows? Maybe he can, uh, he can contend a little bit. But it'll, uh, it'll be an uphill climb. But he's got some tools to work with. Yeah, I agree with Logan. It's, uh, I have him more towards the bottom just because of that wide receiver group. I don't like any of those guys. But, you know, what do I know? Uh Moving on, though, Dan, you talked about you, you were looking at the rosters coming out. 
who are some of your your top teams? Yeah, so and I don't I don't disagree with what you guys are saying. I think Luke did a really nice job with what he had to work with. Um, kind of looking at it from the other angle, though, of who I really think is going to contend. Um, again, very very first look here. Um, I really like what what the Green Hell did. Um, their roster shook out really nicely to me. Goff and Mayfield as the quarterbacks, which I know you can only play one, but but those are two of my top five on my list. Le'Veon Bell, Devin Cook at the running back position. Uh, I haven't looked that closely, but that could end up being the best in the league. Um, and Derek, and Derek Henry. Henry, too, as a, as a flex mm-hmm. play. Um, and then he's got Kareem Hunt there for who knows what happens with him, but um, not a bad fourth running back to have. Um, and then wide receiver core is, is solid. I think Stefan Diggs is obviously a great, great pick. He's got Will Fuller and Sterling Shepard to, to kind of pop in there, depending on the matchup. Uh, and then actually I love, I think that's something that, you know, as someone who's been in this league for a long time, like he has, he's seen the tight end position evolve into being such a big, important spot. So he's got OJ Howard, Jack Doyle, and then Hawkinson just as kind of a, we'll see what happens with type player, but uh, he does have 16 players. So we'll have to get rid of a couple, but um, overall he really doesn't have a glaring weakness. He's got a really strong player or two at every single position. Makes sense. Agreed on that on all fronts there. I would say, I mean, looking at mine, the one that this, that stands out to me, I mean, I hate to say it, but, Kind of like That's Logan, right. but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give oh, him the credit though. <laughs> no, actually, he's actually he's pretty good. I mean, I don't love Cam Newton. I think he's a question mark. But if if he does hit, he could be awesome. Uh, his running backs with you know Chubb and Karen Johnson, probably a top four running back core in the league, and then having Julio. What a, Julio, Murray Cooper, and Brandon Cooks. I mean, that's solid all the way, all the way down the on the pike. What do you think about that, Logan? No, I mean when when I came in and had four running backs ready to roll, it was, and I had those three picks right away. It was either going to be Kelsey or Julio off the bat, and then just best running, best wide receiver, best wide receiver, best wide receiver, and let's see where it shook out. And so. It worked out well. Um, I was very close to having Evan Ingram. I'm not going to bash the commissioner for any particular decisions he made. Um, That's a good decision but, there. Uh, overall, I'm I'm happy with how uh, how it came to uh, came together for me. And after two years of building, hopefully, I can uh, be there at the end and, and contend a little bit here. Right before we shut it all down. Perfect. Uh, the other one I was going to mention, other than you. Uh, actually blue 32 stands out to me a little bit, uh, two, he picked Roethlisberger pretty early. I I think it was like third or fourth round, which was interesting, but you know, it's big Ben, but his running backs of Saquon Connor, and then just solid receivers. He's got three potentially wide receiver ones. Um, and I love that. And then, you know, solid tight end. So blue 32 could be. Could be coming back here a little bit. I agree with that, too. He, he was on my short list. And it's funny, when you kind of compare, you know, not to keep talking about Logan as much as he wants us to, but 
when you compare NWL versus a blue 32 or a green hell, I think the blue 32 and green hell rosters are a little bit more, um, I guess this, the decisions are a little bit more obvious to me. Whereas Logan's going to have some decisions maybe, you know, every week for a little while anyway, especially at the running back position, which I don't think carry on Johnson's going to be all that great. Um, you know, maybe week one, it's, you got to start your, your, your two highest rated guys, if you will. But I think as it goes, it goes on, he's going to have some decisions to make. So um, I still have him in kind of my top four or five here off the bat. Um, but a team like blue 32, I just like, and to me, it's just obvious that he's got a really solid starting nine. Um, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Starting nine. Um, not to mention Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which it only took me, you know, 10 minutes to bring up defense, but that position is still very important in our league. And I think um, we've seen how that team, I think it was two years ago, um, absolutely blew up and, you know, started carrying, I think it was Bobby at the time. Can't remember, but somebody care, you know, was being carried by the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. So that could be kind of the ace in the hole for, for Brian here at some point. Makes sense. Logan, who did you have at the top of your list? Sounded like you agreed with blue 32, any others that you were thinking of? For these I mean, teams? as much as I hate to, uh, to dole out the compliments to my, um, my fellow, uh, uh, fellow podcasters here. Um, the, uh, the murder brothers, um, really, really <laughs> love that wide receiver core. Um, and Joe Mixon, I think, is just going to super, super boring running back that's just going to end up the year with, like, 1,300 yards and, like, 10 touchdowns, and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, he's really good on a really bad team. And so if I look at, Dan, if I look at your team, I think there's certainly a lot of opportunity there. And then uh, call out is Badger Pride. I think there's... I'm shocked that Tyreek Hill fell all the way to the end of Oof. round one. I couldn't figure that one out. Um, and I don't think you could either, based on how long it took you to press draft. <laughs> and so looking at that team with, with Kittle, with the value of the tight ends in this league, and assuming at some point Gordon ends up, I think at this point, it's safe to say, getting traded and ends up on a different team that's in need of a, a top running back, um, I think this team definitely has potential a few more question marks i think uh scott with your team um but overall i think the potential is there for uh, uh both uh, dan and scott for you guys to uh to compete for those playoff spots and potentially make a run yeah i don't love my quarterback situation um but i'm hoping Dak has a comeback year here the tyree kill thing that threw me for a loop i saw him there and i'm like man He was never available when I went through this, and I don't know how I couldn't pick him, but it wasn't in my plan to pick a receiver, so it was very, very odd for me, but fell into my lap, and yeah, all of a sudden, my receivers, I feel pretty good about. Out of principle, like I said in the last probably two podcasts, I can't put you in my top five as the defending champ. It's just not fair, especially the George Kittle and Alvin Kamara partnership, but I don't disagree with anything Logan just said. I do actually like Dak Prescott this year. Um, I think they're going to be good. They always have a really good offensive line too, which helps. So, um, and then who knows, maybe John Gruden can breathe some life into Derek Carr and you get him. But um, just real quick on my own team, Logan, thanks for the call out. Um, Just 
what I, what was going through my head in, in round two, now that I'm looking at it, um, it was, let's see, I was planning to pick a running back because I had kept three wide receivers. Right. And I was shocked when Keenan Allen was available because he was so high on pretty much everybody's board, especially in a you know half point or full point PPR type league. Um, so when I took him, then I'm like, oh, shit, I need a running back. By the time it came back in the third round, I'm left with a bunch of backups. Um, so instead of taking Jordan Howard, which maybe would have been a safer decision, went with a nice shitty running back on a shitty team. So we'll see if that's my uh, demise later. But um, I think Logan agrees with me that Justin Jackson could be the sleeper, one of the sleeper picks of the entire draft in the ninth round. Um, so I'm hoping he, yeah, he I, comes I, out. I, I agree. I think that's – I think there's an assumption, and I know – I think, Scott, you took Eckler, I believe, correct? That, like, Eckler is yes, just I did. the next guy up in, in – Saint, I almost said San Diego. Jeez. In, uh, in L.A. And I, I don't know for sure that that's the case. Um, I think Eckler will have a, have a role, but it wouldn't shock me if at the end, if Jackson finishes each game, at least early on, with, you know, 15 touches – and see what he can do with it and give him a chance to uh, to compete that way. And if it turns into something and Gordon's really gone, um, that, that dramatically changes the outlook, I think, for Dan's team. Well, switching gears a little bit, I, I was going through here, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but, you know, some of these teams, I think CR Pies is solid, if not unspectacular. I think Sioux City Boston, same thing. Um, I mean, they have McCaffrey and – some solid people, although some question marks at tight end and probably quarterback. But the team that I was most disappointed in, what what's going on with Paul and primetime? Because this team, other than Patty Mahomes, I mean, they're running backs. Oof. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I looked at them almost right away. Um, well, actually, they show up at the very top of my roster page. That's probably why I looked at them right away. But I, I remembered because Patrick Mahomes obviously is one of the three best keepers in the entire league. So I expected the team to be a little bit better. Um, you know, I do like Brita a little bit. Um, I think it's a solid – he's got one solid running back essentially. So I can't talk. I have one solid running back and a bunch of crap. Um, and then he has De- DeAndre Hopkins as well. So I think if you have the top quarterback, the top wide receiver, and one solid running back – you know, you're, you're going to be able to compete. I think though, if Greg Olson gets hurt again, which he probably will, that's going to be a challenge. And then finding a second wide receiver to just have some consistent production every week. Are you really going to roll with Robbie Anderson as your number two wide receiver or Josh Gordon? You know, that's a major question mark. So we'll have to see there what, what happens. Now, I think the one the one team, and, and I hate to, to call anyone out, especially people that I don't know all that well, but a little a little confused by our friends, the Ultimate Warriors here. And I uh, I do I do love a good wrestling reference, obviously. Um, but I look I look up at down the lineup and I see I see I see risk. There's certainly upside that uh, that can come it can come through here. Um, but Russell Wilson without uh, Bald- Doug Baldwin, Damian Williams now that LaShawn McCoy is there, Antonio Brown with frostbite feet, um, Jarvis Landry, who is a, a fantastic wide receiver, but based on all preseason reports, 
might only be like the third or fourth option on that team this year. Um, Mohamed Sanu, who is the fourth option on the team this year, and Marlon Mack with a team that has a lot of questions in offense. Yeah, maybe they have. They they very well could, but uh, but I think there's a, there's a lot of praying that's going to be going on over with the Ultimate Warriors to make sure that they hit on some of this upside. If they do, they'll be fine. But we'll see if all of them um, perform to their peak ability given the roster construction that they have right now. They do feel like a team that could score like 50 points or 150 points a little bit. <laughs> Not sure which way that's going to go. There will undoubtedly be the weeks where Russell Wilson goes off and he'll single-handedly win him a couple games. But to Logan's point on the question marks and the risk, Jordan Howard, who knows? I mean, it sounds like the, the rookie, Miles Sanders, will, will be a big part of it. Josh Jacobs, a rookie himself. Who knows there with Oakland and that hot mess. Um, so there's there's some depth of the running back position there. But, you know, like I kind of alluded to earlier, depth doesn't always equate to, you know, having a great fantasy team. You want to make sure you just have that those one or two guys at each position to be able to plug in every week and, and roll with it. Um, there's one other team that I wanted to mention, actually, as I in, – in kind of like the top five. And I was actually kind of surprised – um, I don't, I don't know exactly why I like the team so much. Um, but I think there's a lot of value here. So, and that's, that's Jutang clan. Um, aside from the fact that it's my favorite name team in the league. Um, I love Carson Wentz this year. I mean, I think no surprise. He's a MVP candidate. Um, running back position. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a huge year for the Packers and that new offense. Um, you know, obviously the Miami backfield has a bunch of question marks. He has both of those guys, though, which, you know, could be could be worse. He's got both. Hopefully one of them pans out. But I actually think LaShawn McCoy is going to have a really good year for Kansas City. Um, and that's essentially a flex play for him. Um, and then he's got Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, and Tyler Boyd, who are all, in my opinion, number ones. I know Robert Woods is not truly a number one with Cooks and Cup there. But Woods is, I think, going to have – made the best year of those three guys. And then we didn't even mention Travis Kelsey and somehow getting the Minnesota Vikings defense in the 10th round. Did everybody fall asleep on that one, including myself? I think I took three defenses and one of them was not the Vikings, um, my own damn team. So maybe the top one or two defense the last three years. So um, anyway, I think, I think Jutan clan had a really good draft and based on our conversation here, flying a little bit under the radar. No, I actually they were one of the the kind of the top four as I w- I was looking at teams as well. I even look at Jameis Winston, who will probably sit on sit on his bench as uh, someone who, with that offense um, this year with with the with that coach, um, could easily easily end up as a uh, a really top quarterback, um, assuming he stays in the field, and so. Um, I really like what they, they've got going there. There's a lot of upside, maybe some question marks at that RB2 position, but the strength everywhere else more than makes up for it. And I think they'll be in a good spot come here. Ed. Good stuff. I mean, that's a good work around the league. I think the only team we might not have mentioned, I think there are two maybe freelancers, kind of boring, I guess. I mean, Tom Brady is their only quarterback. Uh, some solid running backs, but only two. And then after that, it kind of drops off. And then 
an interesting receiving core. And then the other one is Bobby FC, who forgot that he needed wide receivers on his team, I think. So at, in round about 11, I think, I realized he only had two wide receivers. So, I mean, if you're only going to have two wide receivers, <laughs> if you're only going to have two wide receivers. He's got good ones. I was going to say, Beckham and Adams are pretty much about as good as you can ask for if you're only going to have two. And he's got Ertz, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, I think what hurts Bobby is, well, he's only got 12 players somehow right now, which uh, thanks for the pick uh, last year, Bobby. Should we talk uh, about that? I think so. I think, yeah, I think it's actually been at least two years in a row um, last year and the year before that Bobby and I made a, you know, middle of the draft, like sixth or seventh type, you know, two for two, you know, two for this draft and one, and then I get back one for this draft and one for next year's, you know, something like that. Um, which that's two years in a row. I think that he's kind of screwed himself out of a, out of a pick in the middle of the draft. Um, two years ago, I ended up winning the whole league. I think, yep, I'm sure I got a, you know, a starter out of that trade. And then last year I got third, which, you know, I, I'd have to go back and check, but um, you know, I was disappointed this year with the reset being next year that I couldn't call up Bob and say, Hey, can you give me like a sixth and a seventh for like a ninth and a twelfth? Oh wait, maybe it wasn't that bad, but you know, some you know yeah. something along those lines. So this year, we, we I actually called him out. Beckham being one of the better keepers, he screwed himself over so much that Chris Carson moved up around, and Odell Beckham moved up two or three rounds and was a third round keeper instead of a sixth. And so he went from having some of the best keepers to just normal draft picks. Really. Well, here's, here's what I will say though, to, to defend Bobby here is I honestly think he has, he has two of my absolute favorite running backs in the league this year. I think Chris Carson is going to just be a monster for Seattle. And I think Lamar Jackson is like the best running back on the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm targeting him in pretty much every league that I can to actually be like my QB one um, for that rushing upside. And so I, I, I don't, maybe he screwed up the, the draft picks a little bit in terms of setting them for keepers, but Jackson, Carson, Beckham, Adams, and Ertz, hey, you can compete with that any day of the week. Good stuff. Well, I think that's a good recap of the draft. Uh, it went pretty smoothly. There were a couple times when it would have been easier if we were all together, though. So next year, we're looking Vegas, at it. baby. What are we thinking, guys? What, what's our opinion? Because I think, I think our goal here is to lock this down in the next month or so so we can actually have a plan. What do you think about that? I think that is a great idea. I think the sooner we can get a date and location, it makes the world easier for everyone else to try to uh, uh, plan, if you will. Um, and so as soon as we can come to a general consensus on when and where, um, the better. I think it just makes everyone's life easier. So I'm, I think it's good that we're starting the conversation now. And um, I look to hope forward to hopefully seeing everyone weigh in. Because, I mean, that's even no matter what we do, I it'll be really tough to get all 14, right? But as many as we can get, the uh, 
the better. And so the sooner we start talking, the, the better that chance happens for all of us, I think. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest reason I have suggested Chicago um, pretty much since the beginning, just for that main reason of getting everybody together. Such a central location, pretty much the whole league. Um, most people could drive, actually, so I think that would make a lot of sense. I know, Logan, you love the Vegas idea. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, but... sell me on Vegas, Logan. Sell the league so, on Vegas. No, I mean, I think the, the reality is, is Chicago, I love Chicago. I'm, uh, I always love visiting, and it's a great city, and my love of Vegas is not a knock on Chicago. There's no doubt in my mind that we could have an awesome Awesome, uh, awesome weekend drafting in in, in uh, Chicago. But there's something about Vegas, man. It's just it's just the best city. Like I think everyone knows it. You're right. It's more of a commitment. It's a little bit more work. There's no doubt about that. Yes, the cost would uh, would it would certainly be uh, would be more. Um, but it can it can be turned into to an experience and a, and, a, and a fun uh, fun weekend for for everyone. I'm more than happy to talk to my host out there to see where if we can like arrange some sort of setup for like draft location and like something like that to make sure we have a, a place and we can, we can figure out a way to do it for, I think much cheaper than we all think, assuming everyone here is that secretly into like some club scene that is, gets crazy expensive, which I can't imagine that's where everyone in this league would want to go. But the best part about Vegas, and again, I'm, I'm I love the place, is you can make it exactly what you want it to be, for as much as you want it to be. And so, I think with the group of guys that we got, we could have a really good time, and we could do a lot of fun just with the gambling aspect outside of the fantasy draft that's there that I know we all uh, really enjoy. So that's my pitch. I don't know if it's a good one. I'm fully prepared to lose this battle, but I uh, I, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't at least stay. It's something that I think we could have a lot of fun with. I mean, I think you sold me on Logan has a guy. Because, <laughs> of course, Everyone's he does. Got a guy. Yeah, he's got a guy. But for I think I one of the disagree. things I will say for, like, for place to draft or whatever, some of those suites that are, that are there on the strip are actually, you can throw a lot of people in and aren't that much more money than regular rooms. And they provide, one, awesome strip views. And we could gamble right there in our gamble draft right there in the suite if we wanted and have a cool view of the cool environment everyone all together and then go out from there and then if you have the that i think there's you save a lot of money that way and it actually becomes a lot of fun too so that part of it i think we don't need to think about or worry about i think it's truly logistically speaking cost speaking does this work for everyone and everyone's own families and lives that they have and that works the same for chicago too it's a commitment. It's a weekend or whatever to travel and all this sort of stuff for everyone. So it is true. I mean, the uh, yeah, I'm kind of fifty fifty right now. I'd say I, to your point, the driving aspect is nice, but you're still committing to the weekend one way or another. So it's great that you can drive, but it's a three hour drive or it's a three hour flight, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to hear what other people are thinking. Because I think the ultimate goal is to get as many people as we can, right? Right. So. That's, I think that's the top priority. Whatever most people can do is what we should do. There's no sense in 
if only like eight people can make it to Vegas and there's six people are sitting sitting at home because they couldn't do it. That's not that kind of defeats the spirit of it in my mind. That's where I was going to go as well. I think with my whole thing around Chicago. I mean, for me personally, I I would end up flying to Chicago. I'm not driving six hours. Oh, me too. Well, we can book the same. So, yeah, there you go. So, (laughs) perfect. I think for me personally, again, it's about getting the the as many people as possible. If if eight can make Vegas, but twelve can make Chicago, I think that's an easy decision that it becomes Chicago. Obviously, eight in Vegas would still be super fun, but in my mind, I want to make sure we get as many people as possible in the room because this is resetting the league for hopefully another 15 years. I know that might freak everybody out um, to think about how old we're going to be in 15 years. Football wanted. I mean, Brian, Brian will have, (laughs) Brian will have grandchildren by then Um, not to freak him out, but uh, you know, so I want to get everybody in the same room if we possibly can, you know, if it's 10 can make Vegas and 12 can make Chicago, eh, it's getting kind of close. So, I'm all in for Vegas if that's what the group decides you want to do. We can get the bulk of the league there. Otherwise, Whitney, you're hosting us. <laughs> that baby better not cry. All right. Well, on that note, anything else before we go, Logan, our guest? Anything else? No, to talk? I, uh, I appreciate the chance to come on and chat with you guys. Super pumped for uh, for the season to get started. I think there's a there's a lot of a lot of good teams out there. I'm, I'm hopeful that even with the no next year, the no, uh, or not no next year, um, the reset next year, that we still have a very uh, active and engaged group out there. I'm sure we will try to find ways to keep keep the players moving and stuff going on. But either way, I'm, I'm excited to dive in and uh, super pumped for Thursday night when, when Aaron Rodgers returns to lead the Packers back to uh, the Super Bowl where they belong. You should come down to Chicago. They got the NFL kickoff going on. It's a real mess down there. It's great. Now, if you guys are going to drag me to Chicago next fall, I'll just wait. <laughs> uh, cool. Dan, anything before we go? I think uh, the one plug I want to put out again is for the Slack and just the conversation. So I think over the next month, like Scott said, let's get on there and let's start organizing some threads or some conversations about obviously the draft uh, location and date, as well as let's start talking some more details about what the league may look like next year. Any specific rule changes we want to bring up and start getting some tangible conversations uh, happening so we can sooner or later make some decisions and then start to move forward. Yeah. It might make sense to actually do a channel for 2020 draft. Um, and people will figure out the channels. I think we're tonight was a good learning experience to stop posting in the announcements thread, everyone, but uh, yeah, good shout out on the Slack. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast and uh, it should be a fun year. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, with that, we will be back next week for another edition of dynasty time podcast we'll see you guys then and cut
<laughs> I didn't know how to end that. No, it's fine. That's good. Uh, we, we were just letting you, you edit over you. I was, I was waiting for one of you to like cut music. in. Can you do me a favor no. and just wait to start the closing music after until after and cut for me? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Oh, God.